Citizen Kane, but even critics have claimed that it was shit in its day. Some films are shit and shit they will stay, but some get better over time because of Nicolas Cage. So which film stays shit forever? And which one's got a little bit better? Second chance movies. No poor bloods were harmed in the making of this podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jessica Quaz. And I'm the other host, Joe Harper. And yeah, Joe, we are about to get in to a movie. This is a movie that's, uh, whom, oh boy. Um, <laughs> I remember you and I saw this in theaters. And after, after it, we discussed it in the parking lot because we couldn't get it off our minds what we had just witnessed. And it was about like an hour, two hours of just yelling and screaming in a parking lot of you know what 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 just happened what did we sit through and that movie is batman versus superman dawn of justice dawn of justice yeah so our first chance with this movie our first viewing was actually together uh you and i were like pretty pumped actually we're like let's see what this is all about this seems like it could be cool i'm a fan of the superhero movies the genre i like comics uh huge fan of batman and seeing batman and superman together was just you know every fan's like dream we're like oh this is finally happening we're so pumped for it and i believe when we left the theater most people were just disappointed with this movie yeah, I feel like it was a lot of silence while leaving the theater. Just somber feelings. Just sad and yeah. it could have been it could have been so much more. That's it, I felt like we had so much potential and it just oh man, I just have rough feelings. Every time I think about that movie, I get a little bit angry. And I shouldn't be angry at a movie. Movies are supposed to be fun, take right. you out and you know imagination land and it's just i don't know i was just mad at everything well coming from my angle i'm not um much of a comic book fan like you are to your degree uh so for me i just wanted to watch like what is the dcu cooking up like this is supposed to be it um so i was like really curious and fascinated to see what that would be like um and i gotta be honest like just based on everything that was uh about out about it beforehand i didn't have like the highest expectations but i was very neutral trying to give it a shot um and oh boy something happened a lot of things happened <sighs> but yeah we've decided to give it another shot and see how it holds up now yeah um it's been i i would say like a few years since i've seen it uh i the i believe i saw it when it released on dvd or blu-ray but then after that it's been years since then so it's been like a hand it's been about i would say four or five years since the last time i watched it 
Um, I haven't seen it since we watched it in theaters together and the visceral anger I felt was enough to say, no, thank you. Um, that's something like that Joe and I differ on is like, I will watch a movie once and be like, eh, that's fine. And Joe will, will rewatch movies. And I, I, I love rewatching it. I, I love giving things that second chance, or if I liked it, I'm going to watch it again. Cause it was fun the first time should be fun the second time and the third time and all the times um you know and i like just seeing the action of at least in this movie i wanted to see like did i did my mind change after all those time was i was i too mad at the time uh just because it was the instant like this is my first impression of it uh now that i've had a few years to cool off did it do i enjoy it a little more giving it you know some perspective well we'll have to wait to find out because before we get into our second chances let's talk about the movie itself so batman vs superman dawn of justice is the follow-up slash sequel to man of steel which released a few years or earlier um it is kind of our start or hey this is the we're building that DC Universe with all of our Justice League heroes. Um, the Avengers, I think, just happened. And so I think they were trying to establish their own Justice League of the DCU characters. And yeah, that's where it goes south. But IMDb describes this movie as the summary of the movie. Fearing that the actions of Superman are left unchecked, Batman takes on the Man of Steel while the world wrestles with what kind of a hero it really needs. Do you wow. think that describes that movie well? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, I, my summary is way more simplified. Go with um, your summary. Our summaries might be similar because I, I simplified that even more than that brief description. Um, so my summary is... Batman is super pissed because when Superman is doing stuff, he is just like fucking up a lot of shit. And he's like, bro, control yourself. But instead of having a conversation where they can like sort this out, like, on a, you know, in a productive way, uh, they decide to have an all out brawl, which results in both of them fucking shit up. Okay, that was a lengthy description. Uh, my description, <laughs> Batman wants to fight Superman because of the events of Man of Steel. I simplified it. That's it. I mean, yeah. That's it. He just wants to fight him. And Superman's like, we, we shouldn't be fighting because we're both good people. But uh. And I got to say, too, like... What our last episode was on Man of Steel, and while I was watching Man of Steel, I was like, you know what, Batman's got a good point. Like he's there's shit getting all sorts of fucked up in this movie, and it's bad. So like, yeah, I don't disagree. Sure, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of destruction at the end of Man of Steel, and um, we need you know somebody to put that in check. The army couldn't do anything, but then again. Why would Batman be any stronger than an entire, you know, national army? We'll see. Good luck, Batman. Um, in this movie, 
we get most uh most of our returning cast from man of steel we got henry cavill um who we all know uh as superman uh he's also been following up from that is the mission impossible fallout and man from uncle uh we also have returning amy adams for as you should know from arrival enchanted american hustle the master she's terrific actress been nominated for oscars about six times uh we got diane lane back lawrence fishburne back um and so a lot of returning cast from man of steel new additions to our universe our dc universe are ben affleck as bruce wayne batman Ooh. I which when- is the inspiration for my eye makeup today and for those of you who are listening in audio form you can check out the visuals on youtube or our instagram page uh because i know quaz likes to uh decorate her eyes uh, in a theme of our show mm-hmm. i decorated my room in a theme of the show and put trash over there fitting very fitting mm. <laughs> I'm mean. Oh, I mean, I'm gonna be mean this episode probably. Well, um, I don't like being mean, but oh god, it's gonna happen. Ooh. So Ben Affleck. I remember when this was announced, everyone went nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone was divided on this. It was either oh, yeah. Ben Affleck sucks. I don't want him as Batman. The other was like, other half was like, that is an interesting choice. Let's see what happens. I was on the very interesting choice. Uh, I wouldn't have called it. Um, it. I would have never suspected him because the last uh, his career had been kind of rocky. I think since Gili. Um, but luckily, he started doing some directing uh, with the town, with um, Argo, Argo. Won the Oscar for Argo. So he, I think, those two movies helped bring us back to focus that. Ben Affleck's a talented guy. Let's let's see this out. You know, let's not rule him out as a bad Batman yet, because let's see it. I do remember the first like teaser trailer we got, and we saw him for the first time. He does this like little smirk as Bruce Wayne, and I was like, "Ooh, this is gonna be fun." I'm liking. Okay, I'm so like you this. were sold on it pretty fast. I was when I just saw him as Bruce Wayne. Uh, I thought, yeah, he's. This is a great choice. This is gonna be fun. Hmm. I like, I like different, interesting choices. I don't see coming because if we all are like, this is obviously the choice. Um, it, yeah, I guess so. But the unexpected choices are the more fun choices. Um, we also arriving in this movie as uh, our villain, our kind of main antagonist, uh, is Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor who we all know, hopefully, from Social Network and Zombieland. Um, very talented actor. Uh, Lex Luthor um, is kind of a villain we kind of always see paired with Superman. So let's see this interpretation, I guess, or how this Lex Luthor is going to be. Yeah, I have thoughts, but but we'll wait. We'll wait on those thoughts. I have a fun hot take on this Lex Luthor. But hot takes are for later. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Also, a new addition to our universe is Jeremy Irons as Alfred, 
which um great choice i think mm-hmm. uh he's won an oscar he's also i think most famous for our generation as scar from the lion king yep yeah iconic um, uh i'm always a huge fan of Die Hard three that was my that was my jam growing up um we also have another oscar winner holly hunter uh from the piano but also most of us probably recognize her voice from the incredibles she's mm-hmm. miss incredible or elastigirl she's elastigirl not this is incredible elastigirl and we also get gal gadot in the first of many appearances as wonder woman yeah that's, yeah yeah that's the cast yeah, yeah. There's a whole that bunch more our, people in it, but that's that's the main. That's the main. That's our that's our main. There's I think two other actors that kind of have a prominent thing, but they're not as well known. But we'll we'll probably we'll probably talk about them. I know yeah. we will. All right. This was directed by Zack Snyder, who we all know from Man of Steel. He also did 300, Watchmen, Sucker Punch. Uh, he definitely has a distinct style, which you know, you know, we either love it dislike it i think it's a fun style i like it it carries over to this movie i believe as well uh writing this movie we have david s goyer back uh he helped uh write a bit of man of steel also some of the dark knight trilogy or he's responsible for the whole dark knight trilogy um and then we have chris terrio who helped write argo so he has the oscar for argo right Yes, and he has another yeah. writer credit post-post uh, post this BBS. movie. Post this movie, post Batman vs Superman, he helped write Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Yes, um, this is this is where I start pointing fingers. Yeah, we'll uh, save we'll save Rise of Skywalker for a whole another episode, but just just uh, keep that in your back pocket that. He did that too. He did that. He's mm-hmm. responsible for the rise of Skywalker or the fall of Skywalker. Oh. This movie, Batman vs. Superman, uh, was nominated for eight Razzies. Oof. Oh, that's a lot of Razzies. That's a lot of Razzies. Razzie, Razzies, uh, for those who don't know, are the opposite of Oscars. Uh, they are <laughs> awarded to not great movies, not great performances, um, and I will say some of these uh, Razzies I don't necessarily agree with, um, but it was nominated for Worst Picture. Didn't win. Um, Worst Actor. I'm sorry. What did win? If that didn't win, what else could have possibly won? The Worst Picture winner that year was Hillary's America, The Secret History of the Democratic Party. Oh, yeah. That was like a propaganda film. Yeah. that, I, I haven't heard of it, but that does not sound like... It's um, not a bad thing to have not heard of it. Yeah. Uh, I will say its competition was... Oh, man, it had a lot of competition that year. We have Dirty Grandpa, Gods of Egypt, Independence Day Resurgence, and Zoolander oh, 2. Yeah, Ooh. actually, that should have won. So, which? <laughs> it could have been... A, it, it should have been a tie between BVS and independence day 2 maybe we'll do an episode on independence day 2 because i still have a lot of feelings on it i'm not a fan of independence day 2 i'm not a fan of zoolander zoolander 2 was so boring i was so disappointed 
Um, I will say Batman vs Superman was the one I liked uh, the most out of that list I just heard. It is a rough. It's a rough list. Wow, that was a rough list. Oh yikes! Uh, um, worst actor Ben Affleck was nominated for didn't win. Um, what else? What are some fun ones? Uh, Chris Terrio and David Escoyer did win worst screenplay, and that's fair. That is fair. Um, it is the worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel, and <laughs> it got worst screen combo for Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill. I don't agree with that. No. I think those two, both good actors, both great at those two characters, and seeing them together, it wasn't terrible. Well, I think one of them were good at that character, but we'll we'll get into that later. All right, all right. Let's go to our box office. It was released on March 25th, 2016. The budget was roughly about $250 million opening weekend in the u.s it earned 166 million and worldwide gross 873 millions so it definitely uh got back its money so Mm -hmm. that's good and roughly about four almost four times as much so good job movie but i but i do want to say that like while it did make a ton of money it was only in the initial release and then that dropped down really fast so like it was the biggest opening weekend gross of a DC film, but then it was also the the second week was the biggest drop off for any DC film. So I I mean I don't know like the validity of that because they are DC films, um, and it did only spend twelve weeks in the U.S. theaters, whereas uh, Captain America: Civil War, which came out the same year, was in theaters for over twenty weeks. So. They made their money right away, and then people were like, mm, uh, no, thank you. Uh, I think one of the things that probably hurt it was the reception. That first weekend, we all wanted to go see it. Yes. We all saw it, and we were very disappointed. And, yeah. you know, just said our piece, and most of the people that hadn't seen it were like, oh, ooh, the fans hated it that much. Mm-hmm. Those fans will watch anything. They're not going to encourage their friends to go see it. So, yeah, like, we're talking big numbers. It definitely made a return, but at the same time, it, I don't think they got what they were hoping for. Just saying, allegedly. Rotten Tomatoes gives it uh, on its tomato meter scale a very low twenty-eight percent. That's very low for a movie. Audience yeah. thought of it as sixty-two percent, which is fresh, but it's not that fresh. Twenty-eight um, percent is low. Yeah, That's- but like. It's almost unwatchable. Yeah. Well, speaking of Rotten Tomatoes, let's get into some reviews. My favorite part of the episode. Sure. If you like reviews, I like hearing reviews. I like reviews. Because again, it's like a time capsule into what we thought of the movie at the time. First chance with the movie. Everyone's first chance. So it's a time capsule of the first chance of the movie. And yeah, just people's initial reactions are just... I don't know art I love it um so we'll start off with a positive one because we have sort of been like shitting on the movie a little bit um so one positive review was Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice is kind of wonderful in a steampunk meets industrial punk sort of way and that's by Richard Propes at the Independent Critic 
I don't really think of steampunk when I see this movie. No. Or industrial punk. I didn't. I that flew right over my head. Jesse Hazinger from Brooklyn Magazine said, "It's too much, and it's not enough. In short, nobody <laughs> wins." <laughs> oh man! Uh, so far, that's my favorite review of this movie. <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah it works. I would like to point out that I don't think we mentioned this yet. Uh, the theatrical release was about 150 minutes. Our second viewing there since then has been a uh, an ultimate cut release with 30 extra minutes. So now it's 180-ish minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's the version we watched. Yeah. Uh, we're hoping maybe they give us more to the story. It just felt longer. And that, yeah. that uh, review definitely... Yeah, reminded me of that. Um, let's go with the positive one. You know, we're trying to we're trying to be equal here. Oh, it's hard Non-biased. to find those. Um, well, Richard Roper, Chicago Sun Times wrote, when it sings, Dawn of Justice is wonder. When it drags, it still looks good and offers hints of a better scene just around the corner. Oh, I don't know about that one. I, I will know. say there's a lot of the moments in the movie. I think there's really good shots and it looks good. And I'm hoping the next thing is going to be better. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we get better. Rob Hunter with Film School Rejects says, it so badly wants you to be excited for Justice League that it forgets to keep you excited about Batman versus Superman, which I think, Robert Hunter, you're onto something. All right. Now, on to the meat and potatoes of our episode. Yes. Our second chance with the movie. Mm-hmm. Now, what did you feel the second time through, Jessica? Oh, that's a really, that's a loaded, loaded question. Um, I didn't feel good. Okay. Um... I no, I was no not. Um, you can't even hard. you can't even find the words. I can see the look I, in your face. You're I so can't. upset about this. I can't because here's the thing. Like, I enough time has passed since the first time I watched it. Like we said in theaters, the opening weekend. Yeah. Um, when we had you know expectations of it. It's been a while. Um, it had been a while. So going into it this time, which was actually my second time watching it, I, I kind of tried to like take a step back, be a little neutral and be like, you know what, like, let's just see how it is. Let's just go into it with an open mind. And I feel like that uh, didn't last long for a number of reasons. Um I mean, God, there's just so many things I could get into about this movie and the things I, I don't like and the issues we'll with it. We'll get into all those. Yeah, okay. We'll get into it all. We'll get into it all. Um, so overall, it sounds like it was not a good experience the second time around. Not a good experience. Was it worse than the first time? Which time um, did you enjoy more? I enjoyed the first screening more because uh, there was the cr- camaraderie you and I had of of just 
tearing it to shreds afterwards and making so many jokes about it that that's that's what I loved about it not the movie itself just the the after the movie being like wow let's tear it up uh whereas this time you know I was watching it by myself and I definitely still had a few chuckles well, you but you had no was, one to complain to about no one Who, to complain to about it what, what is this <laughs> like what are you seeing this no no it's just me um so like this is for me it's a really hard movie to describe how I feel about it because there are there was so much potential there was there was so much potential that was just wasted and that really fucking grinds my gears there's a lot of wasted potential my first viewing was definitely disappointing but a lot of fun chatting with you about it second viewing uh this viewing it's probably the third viewing of it uh, i got to watch with the wife who had never seen it she'd never seen man of steel we watched that movie next night we watch that member superman and her comments as a non-superhero fan uh she she'll watch them but she is not like yeah she's like you I'm not going out of her way to see a superhero movie unless i told her i want to watch this okay and she you know she'll sit through it her comments i loved and i definitely wrote down some of her comments were they positive or negative comments <laughs> just different okay they're, they're different all around um yeah it's kind of like a what is happening like what is this or just you know she says she says things yeah I mean, that's the vibe of the whole movie, though, is like, what is happening? Like, what is happening? I definitely think this is the movie to be watched with somebody else because I think it's just more entertaining to watch a not great movie with somebody. That mm -hmm. way you share the camaraderie of yes. the suffering. Yeah, it's why The Room is so popular, because people love to watch it together and just laugh. Yeah. And that's kind of what the vibe of this is. Uh, Martha. Martha. So, like, I have so many. Okay, I guess we should just kind of like start from like the basics before we get into all the details. Sure. Um, I think for me, what was very strange right off the bat is that this is supposed to be. It, this was marketed as a Superman sequel. With I think originally uh, it definitely was. I think it originated as Man of Steel 2, which eventually down the line morphed itself into Batman versus Superman. Which, like, I think this movie overall could have been way more interesting if it had been from the perspective of Superman and having to deal with uh, being misunderstood. And now I have a vigilante who wants to fucking, like, murder me. Um, I think that could have been a way more interesting angle because we know Batman, we know his intentions are good, but like, what does it look like for Superman when it's- Or anyone else, a, I think. Or anyone else like that. Just an when outside he, perspective who doesn't know him. Who doesn't know him and, and he's coming after him, essentially. Like, that's an interesting take on it uh, that we, we weren't given. Um, I mean, that could have been really cool. Um, it like maybe Batman was our main villain, 
we the audience know Batman's great. He's uh he's a superhero, but Superman through the eyes of Superman, not knowing this guy is trouble, he's bad news. That could have been a really interesting perspective for us, the audience watching it, thinking, oh no, they're gonna they're gonna fight, but they shouldn't. They're good people. Right. And like also they were going for this more like uh you know rough and tough like i've seen some shit batman like who's to say like he wasn't like kind of unhinged and maybe he was gonna fuck shit up so like yeah i think there was an opportunity there for it to have been a superman movie dealing with how to uh work with other vigilantes or like you know prove himself over and over and over again um so yeah, that was definitely something like that right off the bat was it, it it bothered me. Another thing that really bothered bothered me right away was that it very quickly became a Batman movie. It definitely feels it starts off with Batman. It starts off with Batman, Bruce and like okay, I'm sorry, how many fucking times do we need to see the the Waynes get murdered in the alley. Oh, we all that's how it know. starts. I totally forget that. Like that is the very intro. That's scene. the opening. Is like not okay. necessary. Not, necess- not necessarily. Scene, no. We know it all. We I don't know mind. It all. Later in the movie, when they do the Martha conflict, mm-hmm. that's fine if you flash them to remind us. Like, oh yeah, that's what he's thinking about when he hears the word Martha. Right, but now at the beginning, we don't need to see it again. Even if it's slow motion and music is playing, we get it. It's yeah. we've we've seen it. We know it. We should know it. If you don't know it, tough. Figure it out later in the movie. And like, an, uh, and to that point too, like, not only does it start off with his origin story, if you will, but then it also goes into a voiceover of Bruce. And so it's like, okay, so did we just hijack this movie here, bro? Um, Which could have been fine, but then there just wasn't, there definitely wasn't equal parts for both of these characters, like at all. Like Superman kind of got shafted and it became more, you know, Batman trying to- Batman's movie trying to take on Superman. I do think that the in the opening scene should have just been Bruce Wayne in Metropolis because that moment is one of my favorites in the movie. Seeing his perspective that we didn't see in Man of Steel, his perspective of mm-hmm. the ending Metropolis battle with Zod. Yes, we even see like when Zod does his like laser eyes through the building. It's the exact same method, but from a different angle perspective on the ground. I thought. And outside the building, I thought, wow, that's so impressive to those small details like that. And and it also shows Bruce Wayne helping people. So we know right off the bat, this guy is good, even though Superman might think he's the villain. Right. And I do I, I do agree with that. I think starting it right off the bat where the last movie uh, ended, uh, left off, like, I think that that would have been way more powerful to see like the actual destruction that is affecting people and what is making Bruce so mad. Like, but then God, I have another issue too, because like, like the, the attacks that Bruce witnessed didn't feel very personal. Like, yeah, of course it was, it was terrible destruction, but like. A oh, couple, my building. 
Yeah, like a couple co-workers had a had broke a leg. Like I needed to feel like these were my he people. Didn't break these... a leg. He lost his legs. He lost his leg. I'm sorry. Um But that character becomes important later for a story. Yeah. But like I think there could have been more of that where it's like uh you know I my my entire team, like my business family was fucking wiped out or like so just something a little extra t- for me to be like okay yeah you gotta take this on as your personal problem for sure betty uh superman only had 42 lines of dialogue in the entire movie compared to do you know how many all the other characters got um no but i'm sure batman got way more but, 42 I mean, in is- a three-hour movie it's not very many. There's but Superman many. is more of like a stoic guy, but like still, like yeah, he should be doing. He should have very a lot more Superman because this is the Superman sequel. It's it's not the Batman movie. It's definitely the Superman sequel. It's a Superman sequel where we introduce the dynamics of other superheroes. Absolutely, but turned into something else entirely. Okay. Mm-hmm. We briefly mentioned this before. Jesse Eisenberg was such a weird choice for Lex Luthor. Um, I will say that he is giving a good performance. He might be the only one on that set having a good time. Like just, just being kooky and being funny and being weird. But he—he's the character with the most like positive energy that doesn't have to brute. Yeah, like he brings this sort of like millennial, like Elon Musk kind of like I'm like you know, like just this weird vibe to it that is very refreshing to see in superhero movies for sure. Um, I don't know enough about Superman lore to to care much about Lex Luthor, but from what I've seen it's a very different take on Lex Luthor and I respect that that's a risk I think it's cool but first of all like in the grand scheme of things his character does feel very unnecessary to the movie he's got some really cool scenes that I find entertaining especially when he's talking to Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne like I think that's one of the the more entertaining sections of the movie but they're there's already so much going on that it's overwhelming that I feel like there was a disconnect between like, he's the villain, but like Batman thinks Superman's the villain and then Superman thinks Batman's the villain. So there was too much. I think um, there could have been Batman, Superman stuff that should have been taken out to make room for Lex and for us to understand like what exactly he's doing. Um, so that was kind of annoying. And then when they finally were able to give him these like villainous moments, it just was like, bro, why are you even doing this? Why are you doing this? Yeah. The, so my, my biggest issue with the movie, I think everything I have complaints on stems from this thing, which eventually goes into talking about Lex Luthor is I don't think we got a justified 
reason or at least a good enough reason for why Batman and Superman need to fight. Uh, right. I, I don't think there's 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 just something that lacks that I just don't feel like the two of them need to fight. Mm-hmm. I understand why Batman would want to fight Superman, but Superman doesn't really have a reason to fight until like the very end when Lex, hey, I caught your girl uh, or I caught your mom and she's going to die. And mm-hmm. if you don't kill Super- or if you don't kill Batman, she's dead too. And I don't, so Lex Luthor is a character in this movie I don't think we need because I think Batman should be our main antagonist that turns out to be, oh, we don't really need to be fighting at all. Um, yeah. Uh, but I do think Eisenberg should be in this movie. I don't necessarily think he should be Lex Luthor. From what we get, him playing like puppet master in strings, my hot take is I think he should have been the Riddler. Fuck yeah. I was thinking that too while watching it this time around. Like his vibe is Riddler. He is the, like 10 steps ahead of everybody else. The fact that he's like manipulating playing it and it's all a mm-hmm. head game for him, I don't really think is a Lex Luthor thing. Yeah. Uh, I do think Lex Luthor wants like all the power uh, and control, but Riddler just wants to prove that he's smarter than Batman, smarter than hopefully if he's with Superman, that he's smarter than the god. And I Mm -hmm. think it would have benefited this movie if he was the Riddler planting clues everywhere rather than the Lex Luthor we got. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, like, Luthor has this, like, daddy complex, which is fine. But he also has this, like, I don't understand what his beef is at all in the movie with Superman. He has all these big speeches about gods and angels and demons. And I they're interesting but i i don't think it explains why he really has this dislike for superman so much if anything i would feel like he want to be him or just get to know this guy better based off those speeches instead of just trying to overpower this dude yeah i think like i guess from what i gathered from the movie was that he wanted to be able to control like the closest thing we have to a god um but then it was like all right well what's the end game there like i don't you're not controlling him if you kill him and you're not controlling him if you get him to murder somebody it's just you put him in a situation it's just it just falls flat of his i don't have a reason for at least i don't think lex has a real reason to like want to fight Mm -hmm. superman have you seen the show smallville (laughs) um yeah i actually have seen the the show smallville i I think he's one of the characters in smallville he is one of the characters and so i think and they're friends when they're younger so oh oh, cool so yeah um i think we have enough lex Luthor in movies just like i feel we have enough joker and batman movies Mm -hmm. can we please just use a, a villain we don't know much about and there's a wealth of them there to choose from. There's, there's so, so many. many. And we but kind like, of got a new one in the end of this movie in like Doomsday. I like Doomsday, the big old monster, and the fact that all of our heroes have to fight this thing at the end. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Um, and I like that they bring Shannon back and make Shannon, Michael Shannon, 
for those of you who didn't watch the last episode, Michael Shannon is one of our favorite actors. Yes. He stole the show in Man of Steel as Zod, and he's barely back in this one as a corpse Mm -hmm. that Lex Luthor, again, not really sure the motivations behind this. No. He he makes the Zod's corpse into this giant monster, which is a lot like Doomsday. It's a lot of main characters that we're juggling around that don't really get much screen time with each other. Yeah. And when we do, I don't really, they don't have motivations to bring them together that justify like this three hour movie. No, it did not need to be three hours. There were just so many scenes where characters are talking and it's like each scene is trying to create these like incredible like character moments, but they just fall flat and and that's it they just like so there's just so much fucking dialogue about things that like ultimately did not matter in the end that we could have trimmed so fast and like it was weird too like amy adams who was like so good and man of steel and so independent like wasn't given enough uh, to do and so they sent her on this weird like this this uh reporting that like what was she i didn't that's convoluted as hell this is another point of the movie that i just i don't get um we really send lois lane on a a almost meaningless task as a detective journal well she's a journalist but i feel like she's playing detective more so and it doesn't really i feel none of this pays off she's just kind of given something to do like we have mm-hmm. Amy Adams as Lois. We're not really sure what to do with her. Let's have her be this side part of the movie of her tracking down the same like information that at the end didn't really matter because Lex Luthor is going to kidnap her anyway. Mm-hmm. And she figures out that Lex is behind it all, but is still kidnapped and pushed off a building for knowing it. I just feel like, yeah, Man of Steel, she was great with her investigating. And this investigating just seemed really shallow i think i think one of my favorite moments in this movie one of the favorites uh when he has a talk with uh martha kent his mom Mm -hmm. his his earth mom she mentions him you don't owe them a thing and i think wow the fact that earth mom is like hey don't like why are you defending all these earthlings that do not care for you Mm -hmm. and i was like that's some good mom advice that he needed to hear yeah um but he still is like good guy. Like, hey, you know what? They want to talk to me. All of them talk. So before we get to the the best part of that whole thing, which I think you know what I'm talking about, I just have a quick question for you. I want your opinion because I am okay. going back and forth on this. So do you think Senator Finch, who is played by iconic Oscar winner, succession guest star, uh, Holly Hunter... Do you think that she is a Democrat or a Republican? She, well, I mean, I know the answer. Um, is it explicitly said in the movie? Yeah, I think she's, it's Democratic leader. Oh. Or I think she's, she's definitely a Democrat, I think, labeled in the movie. Uh, but I feel like she has more conservative views. I'm pretty sure yes. she's from Kentucky. I could be wrong. And I could just be talking a lot. I don't know. Sure that she... was something that that popped into my mind, and I've been 
really mulling it over because it could well, it could kind of be either. Okay, I'm, I think she's labeled as a Democrat, but I think she's from Kentucky, which is not very liberal. It's yeah. been a lot more conservative. So if that was the case, yeah, I think it definitely worked more if she was conservative. She may be conservative, but I don't I don't remember the detail. One reason why is because I'm kind of bored this entire movie. But that leads us into probably like my favorite sequence of the entire movie because it's just so fucking unbelievable. Like like su- like we were saying Superman and by the way this is really difficult to talk about after the events of january 6 2021 um but before that (laughs) in 2016 when i saw this movie that scene where yeah he's he's coming in he's ready to have a conversation with people and it's looking like we can we can broker some agreement, some peace. And then all of a sudden, a bomb is strapped somewhere to the the Wayne Enterprises employee who lost his leg. So I will say the lead up to that is done so well. So we have a character named Wallace Keefe, who's played by Scoot McNary who I feel is very underrated. I think that guy should he be is. way more things. Uh, Wallace is the um, Bruce Wayne at the beginning of the opening scene when Metropolis gets destroyed. He's the one that loses his legs in the destruction of Superman. So he has a very big, I hate Superman vibe. Um, he even goes in one part, which I enjoy. He There's the big statue of Superman. He climbs up it and sprays false God yeah. over it. That imagery just looks really awesome. He sprays that. That takes notice of Lex. Lex uses that guy and gives him this nice wheelchair. He doesn't let him know he put a bomb in it. Boom, he just explodes. It's like, holy sweet Jesus. I feel like this is one of the strongest moments in this movie. I, you know, yeah. even watching it a second time, this is a good moment of movie. This just fuels the fire mm-hmm. for Batman wanting to fight Superman more, which is this is fine this is this is just another reason why batman should try and stop superman because it looks like super but again it looks like superman caused this a little bit but also it doesn't because he's instantly afterwards helping all the people that survived the blast right to the ambulances so i'm like okay well definitely this guy is not the cause of it or he would just whoop zip flew out of there well i feel like um I mean, I could shit on this movie for hours at a time. <laughs> I, I, I could still keep going. Um, yeah. Joe, is there anything you did like about this movie? Because I'm, I don't know. I like a lot of the actors. Like you know, I like all the casting in this movie. Um, one thing I think is really good is Wonder Woman's entrance. Uh, I think that's pretty epic. Um, with our villains at the end, although I hate how we get to it. This moment is epic. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do not like how we got to it for two reasons. One, marketing in this movie, I think ruined a lot of this movie. Yeah. One of the things that the DC trailers I've seen mostly give away big spoiler points. And I think anything that's a surprise to the audience shouldn't be in your trailer. 
the fact mm-hmm. that we have Gal Gadot dressed as Wonder Woman and popping up, I hate that. Don't show that to me. I think the audience would have lost their shit had we not known who that was. I like the whole fight of them, the three of them using all their fun gadgets and powers to fight that giant monster mm-hmm. is awesome. I think that Doomsday monster looks cool. It looks like something that it will take three superheroes to put down. So that's an epic sequence at the end. I do agree that as like her introduction as Wonder Woman coming to fight and help because that's what she feels like she should do. But before that, I did not like how Diana was represented in, in this movie. She was like, it was like her elusiveness came off as like flirtation and her introduction made her seem more like a potential love interest for Bruce. It, it just like felt like there were so many comments too of Bruce being like, oh, sorry, I got distracted by a pretty girl. And it's like her walking across and like- Well, that's I- just Affleck being a good Bruce Wayne. You I- disagree all you want. The Bruce Wayne is like a womanizer. He's got to be sure, but he could also have professional working relationships with women, you know, where he doesn't need to comment on their appearances. But yeah, I don't know. That was just an issue I had. Was just uh, the very first introduction of just Diana. But I do think watching. I mean, seeing a character like Wonder Woman on screen has done so many wonders for so many reasons, for so many girls, for so many filmmakers. So I'm not knocking that at all. But yeah, I just, it was a a little too like male gazy introduction to her. So do you wanna um, take the lead on the Martha of it all? Of course I do. I think one of the most iconic moments in this movie is the Martha scene where they both realize their moms had the same name so their fight is i think pretty pretty underwhelming i i think batman's suit looks awesome i like this huge bulky this um i think his he's got a few methods to that he has to slow superman down which at first are amazing at superman just like destroys everything that's stopping like dude like stop trying to fight me you'll never win it's I'm too powerful. But can then I, that- sorry, can I just say like the best part of that fight, in my opinion, is when Batman is just trying to deck him over and over and over, and Superman has like no change in face whatsoever. Like, bro, come on, stop. Can we talk, please? <laughs> yeah, he's just, hey, I gotta talk to you. I feel like Batman really would have been like, what do you want to hear? What do you have to say to me? Yeah, he what, would just like, I gotta fight him. Like, again, Superman has done nothing but help save people. Yeah, he made a huge destruction, but it was all at the cost of saving everyone and stopping the threat of other more powerful, possibly powerful aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, but he sprays him in the face with kryptonite to slow him down and give him the more. Uh, make him more human so he's able to fight superman uh some of the fight sequences yeah it's okay uh i think again i think it's more epic i think the battle at uh the end with the giant uh franken zod 
as the uh, as the wife kept referring to him as. <laughs> um, uh, and then Batman saving Martha. I think were way better, like you know, action sequences. Uh, the fact that this movie is titled Batman vs Superman, they should have fought more than the one time. Yeah, it just wasn't as epic as like it's built up. No, the fact that we wait like almost two hours to see them fight is so disappointing because when they actually fight, it's not as amazing as it could have been. No, and I will on that note, like, yeah, there was so much time just spent on again, characters just just talking, just a lot of talking that really didn't uh, lead to anything important. Trim that down, bring in more fights. Yeah, maybe not the first fight, like have a few fights, a few tension. Like maybe they do try to talk because like that's the whole, the whole time I was watching, it was like, why don't you guys just try to have like a civil conversation? And then that just, that goes wrong. And uh, y'all got a brawl. I don't know. I think we should have had more Batman trying to fight Superman in the whole moments of like throwing like a mantle at him or uh, like the manhole cover and he just rips it in half and destroys both of Batman's things. We need more things like that where it's just like, dude, stop. I'm way powerful. And we should have gotten that sprinkled through the movie of them trying, him trying to bring him down and then realizing, oh, there's this kryptonite stuff. Let me use that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but they finally fight. He gets Superman knocked out. Uh, but Superman has been dying to tell Bruce, like, dude, save Martha. Like, I need you to, we need to save Martha, my mom. And the way he gets it out is just, uh, Martha. I was <laughs> like, oh, man. Uh, that's still rough. Um, I, do, I do like the idea of him struggling to say it. I just don't like the delivery of that moment. Yeah. But him saying, uh, save if he would have been just more out of it, like save Martha, and Batman would be like, "Wait, why did you say that name?" and like for, then freak out, totally earned. I think that that moment is, I think that idea is really good. I just don't think it's executed as smoothly as it could have been. Uh, we flash back to the pearls and the death of the Wayne. Yeah, in case uh, you forgot, which is which is super fun now. Knowing that that is uh, two of the Walking Dead cast members, though, whose characters hate each other. Yeah. Maggie and Negan, they hate each other now. That is a fun little tidbit for the Walking Dead fans. I I agree with you. I think the execute the the idea of like, um, Superman being out of it and all he can think about his mom and is like, I, we got to we got to save Martha, and then it's like, wait, who's Martha? And then that kind of connects them on a human level of like, oh, wait, mm-hmm. you have a mom. You're a, and I, shit, like you're a person. Um, but the way they went about it was just so over the top and cheesy and fucking weird. And then again, Amy Adams just flies about, comes in here hot going, that's his mom that's not the delivery i think that was needed what are we doing with her this is six-time oscar nominee amy adams just wasting her time in this movie yeah they didn't give her enough to do they just had her run around and it was honestly i gotta say sidebar very disappointing from the lowest we saw in man of steel to what we get now where she's just kind of 
running around and then at the very end uh just shoops right in and is like that's his mom guys get along one thing i'm not a huge fan of in this movie that really bothers me is all of the planning for the next movie this movie is sprinkled with we're building things for our next upcoming movies stop focus on this movie yeah. There's an entire scene where Batman. So there's, I think three three huge things that bother me about this: Batman's dream sequence, um, the Flash shows up, and then Wonder Woman sees all the videos of the metahumans. Yeah. So, um, we'll go with the metahumans first. The metahuman videos. I think when we when the movie was coming out. We got announcements that Aquaman was going to be in the movie, that Flash was going to be in the movie. And you know what? That's right. They weren't. They were, I remember Entertainment Weekly spreads of they were like photographed, ready, like they're going to be in this movie. Yeah. All we got was like a little tiny video clip of him in the water. Yeah. Like, like this was not necessary. And the fact that you advertise it as like they're in it as a supporting character almost, they're not. That was something that definitely happened before the movie came out. They built up the idea of the first time seeing the Justice League together. And had they just not done that at all, I think it would have been a really cool scene. He's not I think Wonder it. Woman viewing the um the metahuman videos should have been our po- should have been a post credit scene. Yeah. A tease for the audience of what is to come. And I do want to say too, like on the note of like not focusing on this movie and trying to prepare for the next movie. I mean, we're just going to get into the end part here. I am so annoyed by the fact that Superman died in this movie, not because like I have this like devotion for Superman, but by the time this movie came out, it was announced that everyone was going to be in the Justice League. So it was just this weird, like, fake out of, like, oh, he's dead. But it just, it, it just feels like a lot of time wasted for a death and a funeral for someone we know won't be staying dead. Like, that's just, I, it, there was no emotional impact for him to die. There was no, like, wow that that resonated with me it was just like no I know he's coming back Henry Cavill signed on like what what is this fastball you're trying to pull and then I feel like that's more of a fault of our internet and our just our social media of wanting to know and needing to be the first people to tell I know this information like and the studios do that too. Like, look who we're getting. Look, look who's going to be in this movie. Like, yeah, stop. You're giving us too many things. Too many things. And then another thing on that note, like, at the end, I just don't see why Superman's death uh, would propel Batman into forming the Justice League. Like, I just don't see why he would be like, I mean, I guess maybe out of guilt. But like, if he's gone, I feel like maybe if he's gone, hey, Diana, we need to find the rest of them. Yeah, but I also but feel like it could have been way more impactful had Superman lived and the two of them were like, hey, you know how we like butt heads? 
let's make sure that never happens again and like let's get the gang together and support each other i think that would have been more powerful from what i remember the bringing superman back to life in the justice league is more of a let's come together we can come together a different way Mm -hmm. um but yeah his death uh, i think his death was shocking to me the first time because i was like oh but he's gonna be in the next one so he's dead okay okay (laughs) marketing of all their movies has been kind of sloppy to me they give away so many so much information that yeah they shouldn't i think anything in the last hour of the movie needs to stay the hell out of the trailer stop it yeah you know dc tends to do these kind of cash grabby like look what we got you know marketing ploys but this is not a, a dc podcast um one thing i super do not like is how everyone at the daily planet does not recognize clark kent okay on top of that did you notice that everyone at the daily planet is just like not reporting on news and getting their news from all the other news sources (laughs) the daily planet is fucking messy messy what are you even doing there they're like they're watching like screen like television screens being like oh wow i didn't know that was happening you're the news how do you not know you should be reporting this not discovering it yeah there was a lot of that where it was like oh that's happening like get it together like like superman in this movie is just so in the public's eye like Mm -hmm. being in congress and stuff Oh, Clark's not around. That's super weird. Oh, Clark died the same day Superman died. That's so weird. So weird. How do you not, like, uh, I feel like you just, they should know, I know it's his, like, secret identity, but because we're in the age of social media, it really can't be. Um, We gotta just rip that bandit off. uh, Bruce Wayne can stay, kind of, because he's got a mask, but Superman does not. And yeah oh man yeah the fact that none of them realize like oh clark with glasses clark without glasses looks an awful lot like superman and clark, and I think in this... clark doesn't do a whole lot of work around here what's he doing yeah he's been he's been off investigating things out of the country for so long <laughs> he's really busy that not just, working i don't think the the clark can identity works in 2020 or 2016 2016 yeah going judging by that time we had too much social media too much news coverage uh it works back in the comic days uh when it's just newspaper pictures not now so one issue that i definitely have with this movie is the wasteful use of these characters and actors because the cast is fucking stacked with amazing actors and so much talent talent, and i really do feel with the exception of batman um that every character is cast well but i do feel like there's a lot of time wasted uh for their storylines to go nowhere and so that is something that does actually like annoy me about this movie was like you had all the money in the world such a diverse cast a quarter of a billion dollars quarter of a 
billion fucking dollars and this is what y'all gave me but yeah i just think that that's super annoying because i feel like now you know we we it was wasteful to use these these actors in these characters that so many people wanted to see and were and were good fit for the roles um so yeah that does bug me that that that's how it was used and i think a lot of it just goes back to that fucking script because that script is all over the goddamn place yeah i think yeah the thing that really makes a good movie is our characters and a good story and this doesn't really have a good story that like three hour long story that i don't have a purpose i don't know which character i'm really supposed to follow Mm -hmm. you have two main characters and they don't really have a a true reason to fight one of them does one of them does not um and that the is almost forced upon superman to like fight him and he still doesn't at the end he's like i don't want to fight him Mm -hmm. dude i'm supposed to fight you but i i don't want to listen to me save martha martha so joe before we sign off you've prepared a, a little game for us uh, I wrote down some of my favorite uh, wife quotes during this movie. As someone who is not a huge fan of comics uh, or comic book movies, she only watches them because me. She she enjoys them, but she has standards unlike me. Um, so let me read some of her favorite comments, um, and you can see if you can guess when she said them. Um, did she have to be in a bath for this? Amy Adams in the bathtub when uh, Superman comes in. Yep. Not necessary moment to us, you know. Ding, ding. That's a Batmobile I can get on board with. That made me laugh. That made me chuckle because she's not talking about the actual Batmobile. Okay, that's what I thought. Don't don't explain anymore. I want to try to guess. Is it... um... Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne. So, oh, yeah. I'm killing yeah. it. Um, didn't Anne Hathaway do that in the other one? Um, yes, she did. But um, oh, what it? Hmm. It's like is it is it is it wait is it a reference to Gal Gadot? It is not. Oh yeah, yeah. Gal Gadot, yeah. Gal Gadot is doing this thing that she thinks Anne Hathaway did. She steals the hacking device. She steals Batmobile. Um, it's a very Selena move. It is. And that's but, why I was like, I was right. and the fact that like Anne Hathaway did it in Dark Knight, I was like, oh man, this is yeah, too soon, too soon. Um, let's find another one. Where the fuck is he? could mean that could be for so many people where the fuck is he is it when superman just dips it is where batman is in a dream sequence in a trench coat (laughs) where the fuck is he what's a good question this is it also goes with this is a really long this is a really long one (laughs) she was just exhausted by that like i was too it was also her almost her bedtime this is her final one see if you can figure out what she's talking about this is such a waste of time superman's death 
uh, no, this is not about Superman's death, and it's not, not about the entire movie. Okay, there is a second choice. There is a shot of a gun shell falling from like Superman's funeral of them, like you know, saluting him, and the gun shells just falling, bouncing. <laughs> What are we doing? Can we wrap this movie up? Ugh. Yeah, that's way too long for that. What do we do? Yeah, guys, we we get he's dead. We don't need mm-hmm. to like, fiat, you know, glamorize this. Let's just wrap it up. I think with that game, we're done. We've said all we needed to say about the uh, infamous cinematic classic, Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. Several days later. Hello, it's future Jessica and Joe. We realized that when we were recording our BVS episode, we forgot to explicitly say whether or not it deserves a second chance. And since that's basically the thesis of our entire show, we decided we would record it in the future. So hello from the future. Hi, everyone. It's us again. It's us again. We're still living. Um, okay, so let's let's do our rating. Joe, do you think BVS deserves a second chance? Well, from our like three to five hour discussion on it about us and all our points of not enjoying this movie, um, as a comic book fan and comic book movie fan, um, I'm glad I watched it the first time but I didn't really get anything new out of it the second time. It just reminded me of all the things I didn't like about it the first time. Uh, And especially with all that like energy stowed up in me. Um, No, I I say you don't need to give it a second chance. You've seen it. You, you got it. You knew, you knew better. Um, I wish it was better. Um, The intro is super great as we i think we discussed but like it's so it's meh. it's a lot of meh a lot worse than meh um so if you couldn't tell by the vibe of the entire episode i also say do not give this movie a second chance if you've never seen it don't give it a first chance even don't take it that far um, I'm going to pause you there because the wife had not seen it and she will she just likes watching movies she doesn't like particularly care like if it's a superhero or non-superhero she, she liked it so as someone who has never seen it she, she had fun the first time uh, she wasn't as critical as we are um, we like to whine and complain about things we it's do. just fun <laughs> just fun for us um but i look i try and look at the the bright side of everything and it's really it's really tough in that movie it is just a lot of it's just messy it's sloppy it's really sloppy it's really infuriating because again they had so much potential that was just wasted so it's definitely more frustrating the second time around um don't just don't give it a second chance so that's, again, we forgot to say it at the end. You could probably have gathered throughout the episode that that was our opinion, but we just needed to explicitly state it, uh, that we both say no, no second chance. 
thank you guys for listening. Uh, stay tuned for future episodes. We are now going to be getting into some Best Picture nominees. So stay tuned for that. Um, and in the meanwhile, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Second Chance Movies. And you can also find us on YouTube, Second Chance Movies. Martha. Why did you say that name? Second Chance Movies.